Welcome to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. In this program, Marty discusses waterfowl and upland bird hunting, as well as the clay target shooting sports, with some of the top industry leaders and shooting pros from around the world. If you're just starting out or you've been hunting and shooting for years, we'll have wing and clay target news and information that you can use. Now, here is your host, Marty Fisher. And welcome to another what I am sure is going to be exciting episode of Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Now, I'm Marty Fisher, and I am most certainly glad to be here. I'll tell you, it's been a it's been a pretty darn busy week. Um, you know, I've got uh, got some new gun club designs coming up. I've got uh, got one to do a big sporting plays course to do down uh, in uh, Thomasville, Georgia, at a really historic shooting plantation down there. Uh, uh, last week, I was in Pennsylvania. I've got a, a, a new project that we're putting together uh, over uh, not too far from the Pittsburgh International Airport, uh, which will be a really, really nice facility. Uh, got a call the other day. I'm doing a project for the University of Tennessee over uh, east of Memphis uh, for the uh, University of for the university, as I say, and uh, and that's going to be a public shooting range. So uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff going on out there, and and I'll tell you, it's uh, uh, we're getting into the season too. Uh, uh, you know, there's uh, uh, not a huge amount of winging clay news this week from the industry. It's been a little bit quiet, but you know, there sure are lots and lots and lots of of shoots going on, and uh, you know, I want to go over a couple of things that, that are happening. You know, the, the Texas State Sporting Clay shoot was last week uh, in San Antonio at the National Gun Club. And and they had a bunch of rain early in the week, and I was really worried as to whether that thing was going to you know, get all messed up or not. But, but it turned out to be absolutely great. And they had 886 shooters at that event. That was the largest ever state sporting clay shoot in the country, and uh, it went really, really well. And you know, I um, uh, my hats off to them. Uh, you know, they can handle big crowds like that, and and I'm sure that the city of San Antonio really enjoys all of those those folks showing up out there and uh, spending lots of dollars. And that's one thing that this industry does. It provides you know literally billions of dollars to the economy of this country. So uh, you know that's. Uh, a big part of why why we're here and why we're talking about the things that we are, you know. Also coming up um, this weekend, the Trident Cup. That's a that's a new shoot. Uh, Two hundred fitas targets is being held at the Meadows Gun Club up in Smar, Georgia, near Matter. Uh, they've got just short of uh, three hundred shooters signed up for that. Uh, they've got a hundred super sporting that goes with it. It'll be a great shoot. Uh, my buddy John Kruger, who we had on the show uh, last week. Uh, is setting the targets this week um, at the Utah State Championship at the Wasatch Wing and Clays over in Utah. And they've got about, you know, just under 200 shooters for that. So, you know, some really nice shoots coming up. Um, Forest City Gun Club in Savannah. Uh, we've been talking about this skeet shoot for a while because it's a it's one I think it's probably the third largest skeet shoot in the in the nation, the uh, Kriegoff Masters and uh, White Flyer. Masters uh, Skeet Championship. That's also this weekend. Um, additionally, this weekend, the um, Louisiana State Trap Shoot's going on over in West Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, 
tough coming here not too long from now because you know I, I tell you all of these things because you want to get these things on your calendar if you're if you shoot registered targets and, and some of these things are great to go to uh, in May we've uh, you know the Arkansas State Sporting Clays is coming up toward the end of the month 24th to the 26th um, over in Fort Smith at the uh, Ohio Gun Club uh, the Louisiana State is uh, the 30th through the 2nd of June. That's at Covey Rise in Hustler, Louisiana. I happen to uh, know that facility really well. I designed that sporting clays course some years ago. Uh, the North Carolina State shoot is uh, also going on that same weekend, the 30th of May through the 2nd of June, and it's at DeWitt's Outdoor Sports in Ellaby. So, you know, those are some really good shoots that are coming up. And uh, and I can tell you they'll all be real, real quality. You know I can't um, I can't move on here without uh, reminding everybody that as always our first segment of Wing and Clay Nation is brought to you by my good friends over at the Crushable Vault. And uh, you know I got word the other day that you know evidently this radio show is working because a lot of you folks have taken my advice and gone over to the uh, CrushableVault.com website. And, uh, and and taking a look at uh, at some of the products that they've got, and uh, you know I'm a I'm a big believer in that field vault case that they just came out with, and you know I, my guest today uh, is going to uh, going to be talking here at, about about gun cases and protecting your guns and and all of that kind of stuff, and and I'm and I'm proud to say that the crushable vault was actually des- designed uh, to fit. Then the greeny gun cases that uh, we're going to be talking about here in just a little bit. But do yourself a favor, folks. Uh, you don't want your guns to be stolen out of your vehicle. If you want to take that away from your thought process, you get a crushable vault. And I can promise you, you will find a lot more peace of mind with your shotguns as you travel. So check them out, crushablevault.com. If you like what you see in there and you and you find something you want to buy, there's a little box, little promo box. Type in Marty, that's my name, type in Marty, and you'll get an instant 10% off of your price. So uh, give those guys a look, and I promise you, you will really like what you see there. So <clears throat> all said and done, let's uh, let's let's move on. I um uh, I said I had a, a great guest this week, and and we've got a lot of things to talk about. I am I actually met this gentleman back in the uh, I want to say late late 1990s, early 2000s, when Bruce Scott and I were doing the Shotgun Journal television show, and um, this guy was really on fire. I mean, he was um, he was a marketing a marketing fool, and I and I looked at him and I said, man, this guy. He's got it going on, and he understands that uh, that we're in the entertainment business in the shooting world, and it just happens to be pulling a trigger or pulling back a, a bowstring or something like that. But uh, Steve Lamboy, and Steve, let me tell you a little bit about Steve real quick. You know, Steve was uh, was a vice president of Realtree Camo when they first when Bill Jordan first came out with that, and you know somebody had to figure out a way to to get folks off of the old standard camo that, that we wore for years and years and years and years. And, you know, this new specialty stuff, you know, had to get some legs. And uh, and Bill hired Steve to to uh, to head up the business strategy and help build that company. And and uh, I'd say he certainly did that. 
And, uh, you know, he did some other things, uh, you know, with that company that we're going to talk about. I'm not going to spill the beans on that yet, but uh, it's some pretty cool stuff. Um, now, Steve has also been on the board of the National Shooting Sports Foundation. And for those of you who don't know the National Shooting Sports Foundation, it is actually the industry representative, if you will, um, to 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 get things done to protect this industry and to protect all, all of these folks. So they're, they're they're the organization that puts on the shot show, and um, and they do many 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 other great things. But Steve was on that national board for a while. Um, he he got into the to the air gun business. Uh, you know, was a, a executive vice president of Gamo. Uh, everybody's heard of Gamo. Um, they, he got in the shotgun business. Um, uh, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit uh, here. The most recently, he was, uh, you know, the president of uh, Antonio Zoli Firearms here in, you know, in America. And and then he got involved in a company called uh, uh, Umarex. And I think he's probably still doing some consulting work for those folks. But, you know, Steve's been a busy guy. And, and not only that, so the next thing you know, um, he and his wife, Dr. Eleanor Matelli Lamboy, you know, uh, got into a partnership with Negrini Cases of Italy. And um, a lot of you don't realize that, that you may have a Negrini case, but uh, because they, they mass produce cases for a lot of really uh, nice shotgun uh, companies, but uh, they've also got a line uh, that's just very, very special. And I, Steve and I are gonna talk about all of these things in a minute. And Steve Lamboy, are you on the show? Welcome, my friend. Hey Marty, good to be here. Well, you How know you that was. Uh, hey, listen, that was that was almost like trying to introduce me if I give you my bio and all of the crazy things that I've done over my <laughs> lifetime. But you, my friend, have been a busy guy. And I don't know how you ever have time to lay down. I mean, you've got to be on your feet, wide open all the time. Well, it seems to be that way. But I just love this industry. You know, I just love everything that we do. So. Uh, you know, it, uh, when you read the bio, it makes it sound like, uh, you know, this long, long uh, streak of successes. But actually, hey, there's been a lot of hardship and there's been a lot of lessons learned. So I like to say when I speak with new um, clients, uh, I'm the one who's made most of the mistakes. So we won't repeat those. Well, you know, and I, 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 I use a similar line to that when I'm building gun clubs. You know, I'll, I'll tell the people, I said, look, I can probably tell you what better not to do than I can tell you what to do. You know, I, right. I, I've already We've spent a whole bunch a of money. I spent a bunch of money, you know, you know, and found out what not to do. So, uh, you know, exactly. But, but you know, we we've got a couple of minutes before our first break here, and these things go really fast. But uh, talk to me a little bit about about Realtree. I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a Mossy Oak guy. You know, I got sponsored by Mossy Oak many many years ago. But you know, Mossy and Realtree are, are kind of the two kingpins out there. But you know, Bill sure. Jordan kind of kind of charged you with with taking that Realtree brand and turning it into something. Now, so talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, I always give Bill the credit, you know, for his success. You know, I had the opportunity of working for him, working under him. And I always say that I went to the Bill Jordan School of Marketing. Okay, Bill was a home run hitter, you know, whether it was playing football at Old Miss uh, or whatever it was, you know. And uh, I learned a great deal from him. You know, we were at the beginning of the whole uh, camo movement, you know, and I had, you know, perhaps... You know, some good business acumen, uh, but uh, Bill really took me to school. 
he really took me to school. And, uh, you know, with his guidance, we formed a strategy uh, that basically created the created the playbook that almost all the camo companies use now in terms of licensing and, and so forth. We took it maybe to a to the nth degree because uh, the great thing about Bill is he would just let you go. He would let you go and find a way to get it done. You know, it didn't matter what it was. Find a way to get it done. You know, and. Uh, so, for example, when it came to putting the camouflage on hard goods, that was a problem. I mean, how do you do 3D printing? And once again, well, yeah, find and, a way and, to get you know, it done. I mean, and I wanted to, I wanted to get into that because you, you kind of, you know, launched immersion graphics, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, everybody nowadays is getting stuff dipped. I mean, that's going on all over the place. But that wasn't the case back then, Steve. I mean, this, that was something that was new. It was totally new. We actually identified a patent that uh, was owned by a company in Osaka, Japan. And Bill said, here's a check. Get on a plane and get it done. You know, we found it. I brought it back to him, and that's the way it was. You know, we, we went and acquired the rights to that patent, uh, formed a corporate entity called Immersion Graphics, uh, brought in... I brought in some guys, uh, ex-Crossman guy, Pat Epling. Pat Epling really was uh, the GM of that company, and Pat was the brains behind getting that company going. Of course, we wow. had Realtree Muscle, and that didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. But sure. Pat Epling was a brilliant product developer and did an excellent job there. Well, listen, uh, and we're, we're going to talk some more about some of these old times here. We're up on a break right now, folks. Stay tuned. Winging Clay Nation will be right back with Steve Lamboy after these messages. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. 
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email, wingandclayradio at gmail.com. That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. And hey, folks, by all means, uh, please, you know, feel free to send us an email with some with some questions, comments, anything on uh, at uh, wingandclayradio at gmail.com, but I also want you to go check out our website, wingandclayradio.com. That'll give you access to all of the old shows. I mean, we've got uh, episodes on demand in there. You can go back and listen to all of the shows that we've done in the past, and uh, it'll also have some uh, uh, links to, to go to the uh, different podcast sites that uh, that you can listen on. I mean, this show is available to iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play and Spotify, and uh, so, so there are lots and lots of ways to to uh, to listen to this radio show. Uh, on Facebook, please do that, facebook.com slash wingandclayradio, and uh, uh, you know, let me, let's do this. Let me get back to um, to my guest, Steve Lamboy. Now, Steve, uh, you know, we were talking a little while ago about, about you know, you, you know, sinking your teeth into, into to growing the Realtree camo brand. And we started talking about immersion graphics and the hydro dipping and things like that. You know, I mean, everything in the world now is dipped, my friend. And, you know, it's amazing that you were you were one of the guys that, that got that going. Yeah. Well, you know, right place, right time, I guess. You know, I was just blessed with the opportunity. But we acquired that patent uh, from Katsuya Industry in Osaka, brought in Pat Epling and uh, assembled a team there of people that had the vision. You know, how do we put camouflage on everything? Mm-hmm. And on hard goods, uh, this uh, hydrographics process proved to be the absolute, absolute best way. And uh, we didn't stop there, of course. We learned how to put it on rubber and vinyl and leather and everything you can imagine so that we could uh, grow our licensing business. And, um, you know, but a lot of it was driven, too, from the consumers. I mean, consumers would come back and say, I want it on my arrows, okay? And that was a process uh, that um, Easton developed uh, for anodizing. And they would come back and say, we want it on our hats. We want it on our shoes. We want it on rubber boots, neoprene. Mm -hmm. You know, we want it on everything. We want it on the couch. (laughs) <laughs> and we 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 found ways to do that. It was a wonderful time, you know. The the market, the of course, we were all hunters. You know, we were all, all hunters. We spent our time in in the woods hunting and fishing, and uh, we were all dedicated to it. And uh, it just grew and grew and grew. And we just found ways to solve every problem, and you know, grew it globally, so that we wow. had decorating operations all over the world. Well, and that's and that's just crazy because, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the first one to tell you I've got uh, I'm sitting in a uh, 
a very camo chair as we speak. I mean, my <laughs> office chair is <laughs> a yeah. little different brand. It's in Mafioca obsession, but it's a well, it's a it's a great <laughs> pattern, and uh, and the chair is really really comfortable. But you know, yeah. see, you and I, you and I were talking, you know, in advance of the show, and you know, and I and I was, you know, kind of just brainstorming a little bit, and I said, you know, why in the world do do people, you know. Get in the get into the outdoor business, into the hunting and shooting business. You know, so many of them do it because they have a passion for for shooting. But what what they don't understand is when you're running a business, you don't get to do it as much as you want to anymore. <laughs> yeah, that it does it does uh, kind of wreck your your playing at times because while others are doing it, you're at a seminar or a show or you know you're doing the Bass Pro Fall Classic or whatever. Well, and, you know, and, uh, and the thing is, I, and you get to, listen, yeah. and the thing you get to hear great stories, you know, and that's the thing. And you, you were telling me a little bit, you know, you know, and you know, I've talked about this. I am an avid turkey guy, and I don't, yes, I don't care whether I pull a trigger or not, because to me, winning in the turkey woods is walking that gobbler up to my face, whether I get a shot or not. But you, you said uh, that you had a great Bill Jordan story of how you got introduced to turkey hunting, and I, I can't wait to hear this because I bet it's a doozy. <laughs> well, you know, being from a little tiny town in upstate New York, uh, I didn't do that much turkey hunting. And uh, so when I got to Realtree and got going there, obviously we were – you know, passionate about turkey hunting. Bill was a fantastic turkey hunter. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, we had we were on many many hunts uh, that were like celebrity hunts and so forth, or charities and so forth. Bill's a kind of turkey hunter. Bill's a kind of hunter in general. You put him and any other hunter in the industry, any of any other pro hunter in the in a turkey woods. Neither one of them have hunted. You bet on Bill Jordan. Because Bill will bring home the long beard, I'm telling you. And uh, I didn't know anything about turkey hunting, you know. And we were at the Encinitas Ranch, okay. And I had been working for Bill for maybe a year and a half or so, right? And uh, I had been out uh, turkey hunting, and I hadn't had any luck. And he said to me one morning, come on, you're going with me. I'm going to teach you about turkey hunting. So we went out on the ranch, and, of course, the ranch had had a lot of turkeys. And we went out to this one area, set up underneath this uh, Encinitas tree, little oaks, scrub oaks, and Bill started calling. And before long, we had a report from a gobbler, maybe 150 yards off, 200 yards off. And Bill starts working this bird, okay, and he's doing all the calling. I've got the gun, okay? I've got the gun. He's doing all the calling. We're set up, and that bird starts coming in. And that bird, I first see that bird at about 65 yards, and I get my gun up, right? And Bill leans over and whispers, because he's right on my shoulder. He whispers, don't don't shoot. So I'm thinking he means wait, okay, until the bird's closer. Okay, so he's calling that bird, and that bird gets closer and closer and closer. And the bird comes into about 15 yards, and Bill shuts up. He shuts up before it gets in 15 yards, but he shuts up. He's not calling. The bird walks away. I'm not shooting. He hasn't said shoot. Bird goes out about 60 yards. Bill calls him back in. Bird comes back in looking for that hen. Can't figure it out. Bird walks away. Bill did it three times. 
and then let the bird walk. And he said, it ain't about killing them. It's about hunting them. Mm-hmm. And I never killed that bird. That's the lesson. Well, that's lesson a great lesson, learn, too. <clears throat> learn how to hunt a turkey before you pull the trigger. That was a valuable lesson. Bill was a great mentor. He was a great mentor, and uh, he was a wonderful guy to work for. He was, you know, and 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 really, Steve, very cool. you know, and, and we need mentors like that. I mean, that's a that's a big thing because you know, it, it, in our country these days, you know, video games have turned everything into um, instant reward. You know, yeah. you don't like it. You don't That's like true. it, and you're and you're and you're losing in the game. You know, you just you just cancel it out and start over. Well, you know, you can't yeah. do that in life. I mean, life doesn't afford us that opportunity. I mean, you know, you can't just cancel everything. Well, I don't like how today's going. I'm going to start over. You know, it doesn't work that way. And that that was yeah. a great lesson because I'm I'm one of those guys when I go out turkey hunting and duck hunting. I'm a I'm a avid avid duck hunter. And the big thing with me. Is is working those birds and calling those birds in, and and you know then you choose whether you want to harvest the bird or not. But but the win is to is to is to get them in. I tell people all the time. I said when I turkey hunt, I don't turkey hunt to see how far I can shoot one. I turkey hunt to see right. how close I can get one. And yeah, exactly. you know that that is the real thrill. So, yeah. you know, but that's what a, what a great story. So, you know, so, you, you know, you, you know, you've been around so much. You got into the into the air rifle business. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I find that, you know, really, really interesting. And I know that, you know, you're you're still involved in that from you know, perhaps from a consulting level more than anything else. And, and there's great stuff coming. But, you know, you also got in the shotgun business and being this is a wing and clay show. Uh, talk a little bit about that. I mean, you you know you you got in the manufacturing side a little bit, then you got into being the president of Zoli. So let's talk yes. about that a little bit. Well, I've always had a passion for shotguns. Always had a passion for shotguns. My grandfather had Ithaca shotguns. I had a passion for uh, wing shooting, of course, bird hunting, whether it was pheasant, grouse, duck. I don't care what it is, you know, quail, and uh, clay shooting. Always, always loved it, and. Um, so what happened was I, being from upstate New York, the home of Ithaca Gun, I knew the guys that owned it, you know, uh, because I had met them through, you know, some colleague or business affair of some kind. And they went, uh, they went belly up. So I called them and asked them what were they doing with, you know, the old doubles. And they basically said, mm-hmm. well, we haven't done anything with those for years. And I said, well, why not license me and I'll produce them one of these days. Uh, so they did. And uh, so essentially, having this fantastic passion, right, <laughs> this burning passion for <laughs> for business and for building, uh, you know, for appreciating uh, fine guns, I started a company mm-hmm. uh, to build them and ended up bringing in gun makers from Europe and engravers from Europe and England and all over. And we had a great run out of for about five years, we built maybe, I don't know, 400 guns in total, maybe a few less. You know, we bought Krupp steel barrels in Germany, and we had, uh, you know, all hand checkering, uh, all handmade, completely handmade. And actually, mm-hmm. that was that was something that was uh, part of our own doing because we had so much handwork, it was almost impossible to make any money. 
Sure. And after nine one one, the market, uh, you know, wasn't the same as it was prior, and it was very difficult. So ultimately, we did shut it down. But I can tell you that it was a labor of love, and uh, I look at it as a wonderful legacy. You know, we built well, guns. And that. I can tell you this: my my old TV partner Bruce has got one. I think he's got a twenty gauge four E or something. And boy, that is a just a magnificent uh, uh, fire. I remember arm. building hey. that gun, and you know what? I remember every customer that we that we built a gun for. Sure, probably most sure. of them I measured. You know, yeah, and I, the guns I had to be you they, right. I promise you, they all love them. Well, we weren't a financial success, but I can tell you this. We have not had a single gun failure. By that, I mean, we've never had an explosion. And the guns sell for three times, you know, what what I was trying to sell them for. Absolutely. Uh, hey, listen, I'm up on a break. Let me let me do that be, before uh, A Rod back at the at the uh, at the network shoots me. Um, folks, <clears throat> stay tuned. Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation will be right back after these messages. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside the minds of the players and coaches? We talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college sports. We'll review and preview this week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. That's Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And back we are. And uh, by the way, uh, by all means, get in touch with us. Um, Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. But don't forget, check us out on the web at wingandclayradio.com. There's some really good stuff in there, uh, links that you can tie, tie you into Instagram, 
Twitter, Facebook, all of that stuff. Um, before we get back going with Steve Lamboy, I do want to uh, tell everybody that this portion of the show is brought to you by Jack Homa and my good friends over at ESP, Electronic Shooters Protection. You know, that that's a product that I've been using for more than two decades. It's uh, uh, digital hearing protection, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something. These are made specifically for my ears, and when I put my ESPs on, I can turn them up, I can turn them down, I can listen to standard conversation, or I can I can hear a, a squirrel barking out there at about 300, 400 yards if I want to. So, uh, you know, the, uh, the main thing is that your hearing is protected. Anything over 90 decibels, it shuts it down, and... Uh, I'll tell you something. I wish I had ESPs 30 or 40 years ago when I was trying to plug cotton and cigarette butts in my ears to to uh, to not hear much make much noise with a shotgun. So give those guys a, a, a shout out, ESPAmerica.com. Now, back to the show. I've got Steve Lamboy, and we're getting ready to um, – talk about some really cool things that he's got going on uh, over at the Greeny Cases, a company out of Italy. But uh, Steve, we were talking a little while ago and you were kind of going through some of your background. And and as I said, when we started the show, it's uh, it's extensive. I mean, you've done a lot of stuff. Uh, You got in the air rifle business and, you know, you do a a bunch of consulting work and things like that. And, you know, the air rifle business is, is really big. I mean, a lot of a lot of guys you know, start their kids off on an air rifle, uh, you know, both eyes open, uh, you know, learning to shoot a shotgun. But uh, talk a little right. bit about the, about that, if you will, because that's a that's a huge business these days, especially now that they've got some more powerful air guns that, that really are performing almost like 22s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, after building the Ithaca Doubles, um, I went to work with uh, Gamma uh, Air Gun Company, uh, which is based out of Barcelona, Spain, uh, with offices in the Miami area. Uh, so I was the executive VP there. And essentially, my role, you know, in working with companies has kind of evolved into being, uh, say, a marketing uh, strategist, a problem solver. So often I'll get a call when uh, companies uh, have some issues, right? They're not growing or their technology is old. You know, we have to remember that in this industry, you know, that, that we all love, you know, this hunting and fishing and outdoor industry, um, you know, everybody could do just as well with grandpa's gun. So mm-hmm. we're building dreams. We're building dreams. We have to build the next generation of products that become the heirlooms. We have to look at it that way. So uh, if we just built the same old, same old all the time, uh, you know, we wouldn't have growth in our industry and uh, there wouldn't be new products out there. So working with Gamo in the air gun industry was at a time when Gamo was in a recession uh, because their great break barrel air guns had been copied and uh, duplicated in China and Turkey mm-hmm. <laughs> and brought back into the U.S. Uh, for a far lower price, of course, and less quality, too. So one of the things, so I was recruited to, to handle that, that issue. And what we did was we found through research why people were buying these break barrel guns to begin with. And it was kind of crazy uh, what, what we discovered. Uh, but one of the big reasons uh, besides, you know, the cost of the gun was because uh, there was a, the greatest growth in housing expansion since World War II had occurred in the 80s and 90s. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, in early 2000s. And so what had happened was every time they built the new housing development, you couldn't shoot your 22 rimfire in the backyard anymore, right? But right. you could shoot a 1,000-foot-per-second brake barrel air gun. So that was the reason. So knowing that, one of the things that we did was we made, we redeveloped our product line. We made it more powerful. We silenced it, okay, uh, with mm-hmm. silencers, so to speak that were permanently fixed to the barrels so that they were legal and reduced the, 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 the noise report, of course, and created all new ammunition uh, to use uh, these high-velocity air guns for hunting. And that was the key to the turnaround there, uh, along with assembling a team that, you know, of course, believed in that and uh, putting it on television and radio, just like you are now. Mm-hmm. And... Um, getting that message out to the consumers and it really uh, turned the whole industry around so that all of a sudden there is an air gun hunting industry now. Hunting sure. with air guns is really a big deal now and and that is growing. That has spawned, you know, uh, the growth in pre-charged pneumatic air guns which are much more powerful than brake barrel and more quiet and big bore pre-charged air guns. So uh, the work I do every single day at Umarex is similar. You know, Umarex, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, the work is to create the strategy, and I'm there, you know, full-time. The work is to create the strategy to build the products that are going to be good for the next 5 to 10 to 15 years, right? The platforms for sure. those, the new categories, whether they be in optics or handheld lights or uh, air guns. And so we've just developed... Uh, at uh, Umarex, uh, a brand new big bore hunting air gun. It's mm-hmm. a 50 caliber. It has the energy of a 357 Magnum. Wow. It's a multi shot gun, and it's legal in 14 states right now and probably 20 by the end of the year. And that is going to revolutionize that whole area. So when you want that, uh, <laughs> when you want that quiet backyard deer rifle, uh, we have it. We well, have you know, it. And, and, I, I think I think about the uh, Georgia legislature just approved um, the air guns for you know for the for the big game and uh, you know in fact I'm pretty sure that they did. But you know I mean the folks that listen to this show I mean even though we're we're wing and clay oriented everybody's got a plinking tool, man. I mean, you know, we, and, and it turns yeah. into more than that, just like you're talking about. So, you know, it's a, yeah. it, it's a, it's a great product really for everybody, but you know, you, you, you were doing that and then, and then you got back into the, back in the shotgun business at Zoli, which is a, a well-known name, uh, you know, especially with the clay shooters here in this country. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the Umarex hammer is the latest, uh, Edition, you know, in uh, air gun advancement. But prior to that, um, I took the job uh, working with uh, Paolo Zoli, who's the owner of Zoli mm-hmm. Guns in Italy. And uh, my wife, being from Italy and being from that valley and knowing them quite well, um, I took that position. And really, what that was was to get them started in the United States. But before I could get them started, I had to fix some problems. So here's the scenario. And uh, there's always a problem, right? So here's a scenario. They make these fantastic sporting and upland guns. Fantastic. Okay. Great new design over and under. It was designed uh, by the head of engineering of Parazzi after he retired with his son. Okay. So it was the absolute 
and brilliant design. And uh, the problem, here's the problem. There was another Zoli who 10 years prior, okay, not related to the Antonio Zoli family, unrelated, 10 years Mm -hmm. prior had manufactured a lot of very cheap, poorly made guns that they sold at DU banquets and for cheap. They stuck all these dealers with them and the guns didn't work. Mm -hmm. They bankrupted and left the United States. Okay. So I have to do this repair. Okay. This repair. Well, it's another another branding problem. It sounds to me like the branding problem. It was a tremendous problem. It was a tremendous branding problem. And, um, so naturally, uh, you know, uh, competitors want to tell your dealers that you're that solely, that bad solely, right? Uh, mm-hmm. the dealers who got stuck with all the bad guns. So, so that was a challenge. And what we decided to do, uh, to fix this was we thought that it would be impossible to fix it, uh, in the short term by just doing massive amounts of advertising. So we decided to take a completely grassroots approach and go one-on-one with the consumer and just get mm-hmm. consumer after consumer to shoot these guns. True. And uh, we entered, you know, of course, we got involved in all the sporting clay competitions, the major competitions. In the beginning, no shooters would even shoot the gun. No professional shooters. So we couldn't even get pros to shoot it, right? And then um, what happened was... It was kind of one after the other, like, uh, for example, uh, the top female shooter at the time uh, had a gun that uh, her gunsmith refused to fix anymore because it had broken so many times. Mm-hmm. And she came and said, this was Ashley Hayfley, mm-hmm. right? And she, she came by the way, and was said. One of my students, I started teaching Ashley when she was 12 years old. Yeah, and, and as you know, she went on to win everything. But yes, she did, so she came to us, the World Fit Task in Spain. Yes, exactly. And she was a first-class act. The first thing she did when she stepped off that podium with that award was she took it to Paolo Zoli and gave it to her and said thank you. Mm -hmm. So she was the first one to take it, first one to take the gun, and she started clobbering everything. And then the same thing happened with Brad Kidd. Okay, Brad Mm -hmm. Kidd uh, had been in the clays, got out, came back, decided to get back into it. He had to have a gun. Well, I gave him a gun. <laughs> okay. Sure. And I'll tell you how bad it was. It was tough in the beginning. Marty. It was a tough thing. Okay. So Brad shooting the gun, he goes over and does the Fit House Worlds in Italy, and Zoli gets him sorted out with stocks and everything. And uh, he does well there. It doesn't, doesn't um, medal, but he does well. He comes back and wins the Nationals. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're at the National Shooting Grounds in San Antonio. And so, you know, uh, this well-known Parazzi shooter comes in my booth and says, well, Brad Kidd's going to win it, so you can kiss him goodbye. He'll be leaving you. That's what he said, okay? I swear to God. Well, you know, and, uh, you know what? And, I had Brad uh, on the show here a few weeks ago, and uh, I don't think he's left. I think he loves his Zoli. <laughs> he loves his Zoli. He's true blue. And he came into the booth later on and said, you don't ever have to worry about anything. You don't ever have to worry about anything. We're partnered up, and that's, and that's how it's going to be. Well, and that's, that's cool. how it has been. He is a, he's, a, he's a man of his word, and he's been fantastic. 
a fantastic well, a, ambassador he's a, for he's Stolen. A, he's a delightful young man. I met him when he was about nine years old with uh, you know, shooting with his dad. Uh, hey, Steve, we're up on our last break, uh, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go into what you're really doing now, uh, you know, which is in the Greeny case. We've, we're going to have nine or ten minutes that we can really talk about the finest gun cases made anywhere in the world. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Wing and Clay Nation after these messages. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Wingandclayradio at gmail.com That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. And I'm telling you, time flies when you're having fun. I mean, I'm just sitting here talking to, to uh, my buddy Steve Lamboy. And, you know, you know, you, you know the old saying, um, you know, uh, master of, you know, many or, or jack of many trades, master of none. Well, this guy's actually not only a jack of many trades, he's also a master of a bunch of them. And, uh, and one of them is... Is is marketing and promotion of products and and Steve, I, I want to get I want to get into what you're what you really got your teeth sunk into these days, and that's the greeny cases out of Italy. You and you and your wife Eleanor, um, you know, formed a partnership with the greeny and and uh, you know you're you're kind of uh, carrying the ball here in the states. So you know, talk to me a little a little bit about what's going on with the greeny. I mean, you're coming up with products that are really made for the American market which i think is really really smart but you know this is this is um 
This is this is your platform, buddy. Talk to me about Negrini. Okay, will do. Well, I knew the Negrini case company from you know back in the Realtree days, and they made these really spectacular uh, thermoformed cases. So, what Negrini is known for? Franco Negrini was a Olympic trap shooter. He was on the Italian team, and he shot uh, Grand Prix. He shot everything, Pan American Games, and he was a keen competitor. And he was dissatisfied with the weight and quality of cases, and he developed, he was an engineer, and he developed this thermoforming technique to build a double wall case and patented it. And um, so over the years, he grew, and of course, he supplied Parazzi, Beretta, you know, and the main players over in Europe. And I always admired his cases and thought it unusual that he wasn't in the United States, uh, but he's an engineer. He's not a marketing guy, right? So he's an engineer. So through my wife, we approached them to be their partners for the U.S., actually for North America, and uh, formed this partnership and uh, brought some employees in. And what we did was we helped them to configure the cases and uh, designed the cases to be for the American sportsman. And I mean, wing and clay. Wing and clay, handguns, rifle, I don't care what it is. The nature of this, uh, of this uh, technique or technology, if you will, is that each case is a double-walled case. So you have a case within a case that are thermoformed, mm-hmm. and the parts are sonically welded together, and they basically create like a car bumper. So it's, a, it's like automotive crash testing technology. And what it gives you is the lightest weight case that passes airline certification. So Olympians have used them for years. Many, many companies have used them for years. These cases well, I, are I've the got toughest. A, you know, I, I was using a, an, an aluminum double case, and when, when I put two guns in it, the, you know, the darn thing was 30-something pounds. And, you know, and, <laughs> and right, now, I know. now I, you know, I use uh, Negrini cases, and, I, I, you know, my, my two favorites are the, the um, uh, compact Uplander case that I, that I carry my, um, my Blosser 30-inch sporter in. And then I also have a two-gun unicase that I carry a, a semi-automatic and my blosser in in case I want to interchange guns. But it, uh, it it's so light and, and so well protected. And then I've got the ballistic nylon cover that you can put on that. And I don't have any problem, you know, putting the, that through an airplane because, you know, the this stuff, I, I think, I've done some research. It's, uh, you know, this double-sided technology is as strong as aluminum. Yes, it is. It's, it's, you know, the strength of aluminum at half the weight, and then you combine it with the Italian styling. Okay, their design mm-hmm. capability, of course, is, you know, second to none. And, uh, you know, hand upholstery on, on the inside, and you have a fantastic product. We love this product. I'm having a ball with them. Uh, we've got a fellow named John Redout, uh, who's our GM here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he works extremely hard, and he's been very instrumental in getting us into the handgun business and so forth. And uh, it's going extremely, extremely well. We're bringing out a lot of new products, of course, uh, finding ways to do things better. I, you know, love the Uni case, and people don't really understand what it is, but imagine uh, a two-gun case that you can put two guns in and some gear, but you can put any two shotguns. You can put Mm-hmm. Auto loaders, pumps, over and unders, one of each, it doesn't matter. You know, whenever I go duck hunting, 
you know, I'll take an auto loader or an over and under, but I'm always taking a pump as a backup. I'm sure. always taking usually an 870, right? Because mm-hmm. it will always go bang no matter what. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I travel up to uh, Kansas or wherever to go duck hunting. I'm not going with one gun. I'm going with two. Well, so. and that's and that's a smart thing to think about, too. I, I mean, you know, I... I I, I've just been amazed at how how comfortable the guns or the cases are to carry with the guns in them. And, you know, not all of the cases, but some of those cases actually have a shoulder strap. And I'm telling, I'm going to tell you something. That's the ticket, boy. I mean, I put that gun on my shoulder and uh, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm walking around. I don't feel anything in my hands and I'm, I'm comfortable. And not only not only uh, am I protecting my guns, I'm looking good as I go along, too, because uh, uh, as you say, that the Italian styling, with the leather accents and things if you get that type of case just absolutely beautiful and you know if you've got a high dollar gun i think it should be protected with a nice you know really really good quality case exactly i mean any gun you know even if i take my grandfather's ithaca you know i want to put it in the case that it's uh, that it's not going to get ruined uh, and plus you know the other thing that i like personally and just the way i am I like American-made goods, and I I like European-made goods. Everything mm-hmm. in this case, except for the locks, are made in Italy. Everything is made in Italy, mm-hmm. except for the locks, and the locks are made in Germany. So, you know, it's the best quality, best uh, uh, product that uh, you, can, uh, you can buy it once and have it for a lifetime. We actually have, believe it or not, <laughs> we get calls from guys who have parazzis. And their case is 40 years old. And they call up and say, geez, I love my Parazzi case. I've got some wear on the fabric on the inside. Can you reupholster it? I just love this case, and I don't want another one. I just want this rebuilt. And we've got a guy in Connecticut, you know, who's our service and warranty guy. Mm-hmm. And he rebuilds them right back to the original and puts them back into service. So uh, they really last. You know, well, and you know, got another happy customer. Now, we, <clears throat> we've we got, you know, just over a minute to go here, uh, Steve. I mean, talk, real quick, you've got a you've got a new two-in-one shotgun flip, which I think is really cool. You've got some, some really cool ammo boxes. You've got uh, eyewear boxes. You've got all of that. Uh, and uh, uh, so if somebody wants, to, wants to, to get in and really take a look at Negrini, how do they do that? They can do that by going on negrinicases.com, our website. And one of the things that we pride ourselves in doing, every single person who works for this company, you can call them on the phone and describe your gun, and they will fit that gun to that case. I don't care if it's high rib, low rib, three-inch long chokes. We don't care what it is. We will find a way, okay, to case that gun up. Well, that's what customer service is all about. And uh, uh, Steve, I, I, listen, we, you know, we're down to about 30 seconds. I cannot thank you enough for being a part of the show. You've got a great story. And, uh, folks, I'm going to tell you something. This guy is, is representing the Greeny Cases. They're my cases of choice. And do yourself a favor. Go to thegreenycases.com. Steve, thank you so much. And, folks, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. 
Please join Marty again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week's show, think safety first and good shooting.